Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 181. Loving Father, we thy children look to thee in fear's dark night, while the angels of thy presence guide us upward to the light. Hymn number 181. scriptural this morning will be given by Nancy from New Jersey. 2 Corinthians Look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Proverbs In the way of righteousness is life. And in the pathway thereof, there is no death. Romans. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. 
because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable One, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 318. Suffer the little children to come to me. This was the master's tender plea. 
gentle and loving, they are mine. Ah, will not ye who see this sign come unto me? Hymn number 318. Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here with our roundtable discussion, which is practical education in how to practice Christian science. And we had another really good one this morning. So if you missed it, or if you want to listen to it again, you can catch it on our website plainfieldcs.com, and you will also be able to find it on our YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets every Sunday at 11 a.m., 
And that Sunday school has its own teleconference number so that children who don't live in the area can still attend by dialing their phone. So if you don't live in the area and you have children of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll be happy to give you the number and we'll be very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. <clears throat> we have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15 where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers, so you can bring everybody. Uh, we had a great Bible study yesterday morning at uh, 10 a.m., which many of you attended, and uh, it was really good. If you missed it, <clears throat> it will be on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And the next Bible study will be sometime in November, date to be announced, and study questions to be posted on the website. So stay tuned for the next one. We have quite an outreach worldwide, really, through our websites and our YouTube channels. We must have over 20 websites now, many in languages other than English, so that God's Word reaches throughout the world. And we have an excellent article uh, on our English website that I'd like to point out. It's entitled, Your Own Thought, and it is ascribed to Mary Baker Eddy by one of her students. So it is an excellent article, short, sweet, but very good. Your Own Thought by Mary Baker Eddy. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. Now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing by one of our members in Plainfield. And that reading will be given this morning by Sharon. Our son had a serious speech speech impediment which was very disturbing to him. No matter how hard he tried, he couldn't improve. At school, children would tease him and he felt ashamed. The school principal recommended speech therapy. We chose instead to get help from a Christian science practitioner in the Plainfield Church. With great love, the practitioner assured us of the perfection of God's child, and treatment was given. In a short time, he was entirely healed. Recently, six months later, he played a lead role in a show at school with striking confidence and poise, and of course, complete freedom of speech. The enormity of this healing was brought home to us when a friend who had three speech therapists in his family pointed out that this kind of problem is almost incurable and often never healed after years of therapy. 
Thank God for this healing science, which freed this child so quickly and thoroughly. A.K. New Jersey. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page four of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Are Sin, Disease, and Death Real? The golden text is from Proverbs. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. The responsive reading is from Psalms. <clears throat> Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old. Which we have heard and known. And our fathers have told us, We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He hath done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children. That the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. Craig will now read. The Bible Deuteronomy. Now, these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that ye might do them in the land whither ye go to possess it, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command thee, thou and thy son, and thy son's sons, all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear, therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee, in the land that floweth with milk and honey. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, 
and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. Matthew And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments, and those that were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. And Jesus called a little child unto him, and set him in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever, therefore, shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And who shall receive one such little child in my name, receiveth me. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Then were there brought unto him little children, that he should put his hands on them and pray, and the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, Suffer, little children, and forbid them not to, to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and departed thence. Luke. And it came to pass the day after that he went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and much people. Now, when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, it was a dead man carried out the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said unto her, Weep not! And he came and touched the burr, and they that bare him stood still, and, and he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise! And he that was dead sat up and began to speak. And he delivered him to his mother. Acts. 
Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Psalms. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases? Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies? Isaiah. In righteousness shalt thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear. And from terror, for it shall not come near thee. Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fail for thy sake. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Amanda from Missouri will now read. Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Sin, disease, and death have no foundations in truth. The power of Christian science and divine love is omnipotent. It is indeed adequate to unclasp the hold and to destroy disease, sin, and death. Christian science reveals God not as the author of sin, sickness, and death, but as divine principle, supreme being, mind, exempt from all evil. It teaches that matter is the falsity, not the fact of existence, that nerves, brain, stomach, lungs, and so forth 
have as matter, no intelligence, life, nor sensation. There is no physical science, inasmuch as all truth proceeds from the divine mind. Therefore, truth is not human and is not a law of matter, for matter is not a lawgiver. Science is an emanation of divine mind and is alone able to interpret God aright. It has a spiritual and not a material origin. It is a divine utterance, the comforter, which leadeth into all truth. Sin and disease must be thought before they can be manifested. A mother is the strongest educator, either for or against crime. Her thoughts form the embryo of another mortal mind and unconsciously mold it, either after a model odious to herself or through divine influence, according to the pattern showed to thee in the mount. Hence the importance of Christian science, from which we learn of the one mind and of the availability of good as the remedy for every woe. Parents should teach their children at the earliest possible period the truths of health and holiness. Children are more tractable than adults and learn more readily to love the simple verities that will make them happy and good. Jesus loved little children because of their freedom from wrong and their receptiveness of right. While age is halting between two opinions or battling with false beliefs, youth makes easy and rapid strides towards truth. A little girl who had occasionally listened to my explanations badly wounded her finger. She seemed not to notice it. On being questioned about it, she answered ingeniously, there is no sensation in matter. Bounding off with laughing eyes, she presently added, Mama, my finger is not a bit sore. It might have been months or years before her parents would have laid aside their drugs or reached the mental height their little daughter so naturally attained. The more stubborn beliefs and theories of parents often choke the good seed in the minds of themselves and their offspring. Superstition, like the fowls of the air, matches away the good seed before it has sprouted. Children should be taught the truth cure, Christian science, among their first lessons, and kept from discussing or entertaining theories or thoughts about sickness. To prevent the experience of error and its sufferings, keep out of the minds of your children either sinful or diseased thoughts. The latter should be excluded on the same principle as the former. This makes Christian science early available. Some invalids are unwilling to know the facts 
or to hear about the fallacy of matter and its supposed laws. They devote themselves a little longer to their material gods, cling to a belief in the life and intelligence of matter, and expect this error to do more for them than they are willing to admit the only living and true God can do. Impatient at your explanation, unwilling to investigate the science of mind which would rid them of their complaints, they hug false beliefs and suffer the delusive consequences. Divine science reverses the false testimony of the material senses and thus tears away the foundations of error. Hence the enmity between science and the senses and the impossibility of attaining perfect understanding till the errors of sense are eliminated. The so-called laws of matter and of medical science have never made mortals whole, harmonious, and immortal. Man is harmonious when governed by soul. Hence the importance of understanding the truth of being, which reveals the laws of spiritual existence. God never ordained a material law to annul the spiritual law. If there were such a material law, it would oppose the supremacy of spirit, God, and impugn the wisdom of the Creator. Jesus walked on the waves, fed the multitude, healed the sick, and raised the dead in direct opposition to material laws. His acts were the demonstration of science, overcoming the false claims of material sense or law. Nothing is more disheartening than to believe that there is a power opposite to God or good, and that God endows this opposing power with strength to be used against himself, against life, health, harmony. Truth makes no laws to regulate sickness, sin, and death, for these are unknown to truth and should not be recognized as reality. A time approaches when mortal mind will forsake its corporeal, structural, and material basis, when immortal mind and its formations will be apprehended in science, and material beliefs will not interfere with spiritual facts. Man is indestructible and eternal. One moment of divine consciousness or the spiritual understanding of life and love is a foretaste of eternity. This exalted view obtained and retained when the science of being is understood would bridge over with life discerned spiritually the interval of death and man would be in the full consciousness of his immortality and eternal harmony where sin sickness, and death are unknown. The best sermon ever preached is truth, practiced and demonstrated by the destruction of sin, sickness, and death.
We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 253. <clears throat> the words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. O'er waiting harp strings of the mind, there sweeps a strain, low, sad, and sweet, whose measures bind the power of pain and wake a white-winged angel throng of thoughts illumined by faith and breathed in raptured song with love perfumed. Hymn number 253.
sinful, sick, and dying man. That sweetest hope is born again. The voice of love and truth itself. There is no love of sin and death. There is no Let's now sing hymn number 58. Father, we thy loving children lift our hearts in joy today, knowing well that thou wilt keep us ever in thy blessed way. Thou art love, and thou art wisdom. Thou art life, and thou art all. In thy spirit, living, moving, we shall neither faint nor fall. Hymn number 58.
I will read from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Look unto me, and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is none else. Amen. Amen.